I worry about you. Do you? Yes. Why? Because how does this benefit you in any way? It was just, look, it's better than just watching Lucky Ladders on ITV or Homes Under the Hammer. How is it? Because. (laughs) Because what? Because it's different. I am adding to the richness of my experience so that if I ever go to a dinner party again, I can regale Smashing Security, Episode 259, Tech Colibrium and Mediocre Linguistic Escapades, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 259. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And Carol, this week, it's just you and me. Yes. The reason is not because of your jury service. That's over now, isn't it? Yes, my jury service is over. I have done my civic duty. Was the right person punished if they were punished? Uh, yes, the right person um, was certainly the defendant as far as I knew. Yep. So. <laughs> but I have more exciting news Oh, than yes. That. Go on then. Yeah. Today, in a few hours, I'm going to be recording our very first Sticky Pickle of season four. <laughs> and I haven't spoken to Maria in over the month, so I totally miss her. Uh, I can't wait. I have a great one for her today. Actually, can you do something for me? Can you do the um, exasperated sigh? Like when I called you to do this show, (laughs) when you answered the phone, right? You made it, you said, hang on. And you made this sound. Can you do it now? Yeah. Can you put a bit more voice into it? Like really? (sighs) Okay, perfect. Anyway, that is going to be the center of my story. (laughs) Okay. Well, on with this week's show then. Yes, but first, let's thank this week's sponsors, 1Password, Thinkst, and Uptix. It's their support that helped us give you this show for free. Now, coming up on today's show, Graham, what do you got? Wordle. Oh, Wordle. Okay, I haven't actually played this, but everyone I know has been playing it, so there you go. And I am going to explain the term techquilibrium and see if it's a good idea for us to maybe engage it in our lives. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, Chum Chum, you've just admitted to me something which uh, I wasn't aware, which is that you've never played Wordle. I tried. And I actually... I actually couldn't figure out within the 30 seconds that I attempted how to actually do it. I really couldn't figure it out. And I just thought, I actually don't care. I'd much rather do anything else. Well, But I did feel like a bit of a plonker. For anyone who doesn't know, Wordle is an immensely popular, fairly new, free web-based word game created by a chap called Josh Wardle. Oh, he missed a trick there with the name. Just saying Wardle, Wordle. He did, he did. He missed a chance there. He should have changed his name to be actual Wordle. Yeah, it's much easier. And what it does is it has a brand new five-letter word each day. It's the same word for all of the world, and you have six attempts to try and guess it, and you guess it by entering five-letter words onto the Wordle website. Okay, you have six tries to try and get this five-letter word that is regenerated every day. Right. Gotcha. So I'm thinking of a five-letter word right now, okay? And okay. you put in your first guess. You, you tell me what your first guess is. Okay, uh, irony. Irony, okay. So what I can tell you is that your R yeah. is a correct letter. Right. But in the wrong place. Right. And the N 
is a correct letter, but in the wrong place, right? So you've got clues. You've got clues. The rest of your letters do not appear in my word. Okay, so then if I, if I said round, for example. Round, for instance. Yeah. So you've now actually got the R in the correct place. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. And your N uh, is still in the wrong place. Okay, okay. So now my R is in the right place, my N's in the wrong place, and then I would come up with another word where it would be R. Exactly. And you can see okay. how, you know, yeah, over yeah. a few go, we won't, we won't do this. But. You only have six goes, and if you get it, yay. And if you don't get it, oh, well, you have to wait till the next day to play again. Exactly. And how frustrating. Gotcha. And what people are doing is people are sharing how well they've done. But they're doing it in a clever way. They're doing it in a way which doesn't reveal what the answer is. So Wordle... What it does is it represents whether your letters are in the correct place or not with different colours. So a green square means you've got a correct letter in the correct spot. Ding, ding, ding. Yellow, yeah, yeah. correct letter, but in the wrong spot. Grey, the letter isn't in the word at all. So what people are doing is they're sharing their coloured squares on social media sites like Twitter. They're showing off how well they've done at the game each day. Now, I thought that that actually sucked. <laughs> That's not very good, is it? If you're visually impaired, because if you're using something like Twitter with a screen reader, you don't want your screen reader babbling away saying gray square, gray square, yellow square, gray square, green square. Oh, for goodness sake. You know, it's excluding people. This is a very unusual approach to a game. I would imagine that most game apps exclude mm. people. Like, how do you play, you know, Fortnite? Well, well, yeah, if you're yeah. visually impaired, for example. So I don't know why you're going after Wordle. Left a bit, right a bit. There's a peeled yeah. banana running towards you. Virtual a, reality. Yeah. That, that whole world is a bit, of a, a bit of a problem for those that are visually impaired. I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg will solve that. Oh, Marky Mark. But anyway, so I thought that's a bit of a shame. But actually, it turns out some people have already thought of this. So there is a website called, um, well, it's got a weird name. It's WA and then the number 11 why so it looks like wally but with ones instead of l's dot co and that will translate your colored squares into descriptive text rather than saying gray 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 or something yeah. like that it will say line one nothing line two fourth and fifth perfect line three first second third and fourth letters perfect or something like right. that right Okay, great. That's cool. So someone invented this to make it better for those that were visually impaired, which is a cool thing. Well, yes. Although, again, I wonder how much fun really is that. I don't know. <laughs> but I've got to. I've got to put my hands up now. I've only played Wordle once. And you also have very tiny eyes as well. So hmm. maybe that's why. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe you should go on this site and play. I didn't have any problem with the colours, Crow. Okay, that wasn't a difficulty. But anyway, you're probably thinking, where's the real story here, Cluley? Yeah, I normally think that around this time <laughs> in the story, yeah. Why are we discussing this on <laughs> Smashing Security? Well, there's two possible reasons, two possible reasons. One is the impact on productivity, because... <laughs> That's not normally your focus of concern, but okay. <laughs> that could be what you're going after. Because <laughs> so many things are eaten away at our time already. You've got yes. Netflix playing away in the corner of your screen. Maybe you're one of those people who go to the office, you think, you're, you know, I just need to go in for a work meeting, and then you're ambushed by a cake and cheese and but, wine but, and nibbles from Marks and Spencer, people singing happy birthday. But to be birthday. fair, 
to be fair, Wordle only has six guesses. Like, how much time does that take really out of your day? Probably, ah. what, 10 minutes? Ah, well, times by millions and millions of people around the world, Crow. Yeah, if only everyone stopped having to go to the bathroom, how much time no. would we all save? Uh, uh, okay. You could always wear one of those spacesuit diapers, couldn't you, if you're really dedicated <laughs> to your job? And I think that is actually easier now many people are working from home. You could pipe yourself into the lavatory and, you know, just keep on working. Why not? So, sysadmins, they used to worry about smartphones being brought in and people downloading torrents and, and now there's Wordle. So that's, that's one argument. Another argument is it's ruining social networks because rather than influencers posting filtered selfies of themselves in their bikinis or... Very important things that we need to see every single day, every single moment of our lives. Resharing cat memes. Also extremely important. That's what the internet was invented for. Exactly. People are bragging about their Wordle score. People are worried about Russia invading Ukraine. And what we're doing is we're actually playing Wordle. Has anyone actually said it's ruining social networks? I just did. And right. it's, okay. and it's rather dull and self-aggrandizing. Oh, look at me. I just, I just completed the Wordle. Okay, so you're annoyed your Twitter feed has been disrupted by information that you don't care about. <laughs> Boo-hoo. I've okay. seen actual friends of our podcast, former guests, posting up their Wordles. Yes. And... I just think, come on, Stockley, seriously, get a life. <laughs> come on. I think just because you're not on the train, you're very, very intolerant. I person. played it once and I thought, okay, well, I get it, you know. And I'm into games, but I just thought, eh, big deal. Now. Oh, well, then the whole world should follow you. I agree. Okay, crack well, on. Thankfully, someone agreed with me and they have come to our rescue and to the rescue of sysadmins and social network lovers because they created a bot. And the bot they called Wordlinator. Right. And Can I guess what it does? Go on, you, you, you guess. It removes Wordle stuff from your Twitter feed. Well, wouldn't that be good? Not quite. Yes. Oh. It doesn't quite oh. manage to do that. So there are ways of removing Wordle content from your Twitter feed. The, the most simple way would be to mute any tweets containing the word Wordle. That would work. But the Wordlinator wanted to go one further. He, wa he wanted to teach these people a lesson. So what it does, according to its profile, it said it was sent from the future to terminate Wordle bragging. And what it did was it scoured Twitter for people's posts bragging about their Wordle successes. Yep. And would post messages in reply saying, stop it. You're making the rest of us look bad. Your punishment is tomorrow's word. And then it would give the following day's Wordle answer. Ah. Because Wordle, like some other sites out there, was revealing its answers in the source code of its webpage. You could find out what the answers were going to be coming up. See, my problem with the whole thing is because there's one word a yeah, day yeah. and you've got a 24-hour span of people, surely yeah. someone in Australia might get it before, you know, and then be able just to ruin it for everybody. Well, yes, but only if everybody in the world followed them on Twitter. No, I imagine that that would be a way of getting it to follow because, well, I don't know. I don't know. Would people retweet it? That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think generally people who are into Wordle are sort of playing by the rules 
and they're thinking, you know, well, let's all just have fun here. So this this bot was posting messages saying, stop bragging. This doesn't make you look smart. Get on with your life. Or yeah. guess what? People don't care about your mediocre linguistic escapades to teach you a lesson. Now, no bun, it turns out, likes to have their linguistic escapades described as mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> and so... <laughs> I speak from. Per- I couldn't even do it. I couldn't even figure out how it works. Oh, okay. So I'm oh. lower than mediocre. I'm like bottom of the barrel. I will never bore anyone with my wordle scores. I'm saying nothing. And so they started to block the Wordlinator account so that they wouldn't get spoiled by seeing the answer for the next day. Right. And a lot of people, like I said, said, well, you know, they don't really need to run this bot. They could just mute the word Wordle entirely from their Twitter feed. So I, well, right. I mute things yeah. on Twitter, right? I mute words like NFT, for instance. I mute things like G Cluey. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it might be, you can just block it. Got it. Yeah. Which, of course, anyone's right to do that. And then Twitter stepped in. Twitter. I love, I love that it's like a person. I'm just I'm trying to profile what it would look like. <laughs> like a mafioso boss, you know, wearing a hipster gear when carrying a latte or I don't know. Well, until quite recently, Twitter had one of those sort of beards, one of those trendy. Yeah. Young Jack Dorsey, Jack Dorsey, cool meditation that's, dude. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Now, Twitter has rules and it has rules about bots and automations. And one of the things it says is that reply and mentioning things on Twitter that's designed to facilitate communication and make it easier. And it says automating those to reach many people on an unsolicited basis is an abuse of the feature and is not permitted. And so Wordlinator was zapped and the account has been suspended. It is no more. How do you feel about that? I'm just so grateful that you've shared this very important cybersecurity story with us. Well, I think it's it, it does have int- No, but really it's, you know, I'm going to give this a lot of thought. <laughs> thought that is uh how many letters is that? Is that 7? <laughs> 6, isn't it? No, seven. that's thought. <laughs> Carol. Yes. Impress us. What story have you got this week? Okay, well, let's say that I'm getting a little worried about you. And basically, after the story you've just presented, I am a little worried about you. And it's it's not your love of tuna for breakfast or the fact that you've got uh, life-size posters of the Beatles in your house. You can feel part of the gang. <sighs> it's because I'm a little worried about your phone usage. My phone usage? Yes, I'm not saying you have an addiction. I'm not saying you're addicted. You have it all in hand, or do you think it's all out of control? Oh, I think most people probably have it out of control. Hey, I'm not asking about most people. Oh, okay. About <laughs> you, Mr. Cluley. Is it out of control? Well, I don't know. What is out of control? I mean... It... I will tell you. I can tell you. Oh, I have good. a quiz for okay. you. Oh, good. Oh, I love a quiz. So that you can decide for yourself, and listeners, you can play along too, and we're going to find out, you know, how addicted you are. Now, to make this fair, I thought I would answer from a bona fide addict's point of view, because, you know, I have smoked cigarettes in my life, and at one point I was buying like a pack a day. So I understand addiction, right? So I'm going to answer these questions from that point of view, Mm -hmm. and you answer from your phone point of view, and let's see how we go. Okay. Okay, so you leave your phone at home. Do you feel uneasy? Yes. 
Yes. Pack of cigarettes left at home. Yes. When I was smoking uh, hardcore. Yeah. Yes. Right. Do you check your phone within the first 10 minutes of waking up? Um, Maybe post wank. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> 10 minutes. I'd be pleased with that. Um, um, yes, I probably do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Me when I was a hardcore smoker. Yes. Oh, really? Smoking as soon as you get it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, sometimes in bed. This oh. was a long time ago, but yeah. Attractive. Well, you know, I married a good one, so mm. fuck you. Um, have you ever gone longer than 24 hours without your cell phone? Yes. You have? Yes. Why, when you were in jail or? <laughs> when? Well, well, when I lost it. Um, I left it in a taxi cab in Edinburgh once. Um, I went out without it for a while. It wasn't a very pleasant were you experience. Were you stressed during not having your phone for yes, 24 hours? Yes, I spent all this time trying to locate it on phone. I was tracking this taxi across Edinburgh and trying to get hold of it. It was very I'm going to put a yes there. Okay, so okay. you lost it not by your own choice okay. and you were stressed the entire time. Right, so, okay. you yeah. know, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you check your phone within five minutes of receiving a notification? No, not always. No. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And uh, do you check your phone on the loo? Yes. Yeah, I have. I've actually used to smoke on the loo occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> a pipe. I was young. You have a not pipe, a pipe, right? Not a pipe. <laughs> um. <laughs> Why is it why is it considered weird for women to smoke pipes? Why is that? That's very sexist, isn't it? What's wrong with I, a woman? I, I don't think it's weird smoking a pipe. I, it's just not my thing. I know, but it, it it's always seen as a bit comedic, isn't it? A woman smoking a pipe. And finally, do you would you look at your phone uh, while on a date? Oh yeah, well it, it, it might be my mum asking me how I'm doing or something. I mean, it might be <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> sending tips. It could be you at the next table. So you've, <laughs> you've got parsley stuck between your teeth, you know. Out of these six questions yep. I've asked you, you've answered basically yes to five of them. Have I? Okay. Uh, so the thing is, is, you don't have to feel bad because half of the smartphone users in the US, according to this study, spend five to six hours on their phone every single day. And before anyone says, oh, that includes work, obviously I have to use my phone for work. This is hours that exclude work-related smartphone use. Golly. Only 5% use it an hour or less a day. It's terrifying, is it? It is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And the problem is the phone addiction is getting harder and harder to ignore. Like Rona, because of the whole Rona, phone usage has skyrocketed. Mm. And it makes sense that we may have let our guard down and we are collectively further down the addiction rabbit hole than we were pre-Rona. Except, of course, those 5% who've limited their time to one hour a day. Good for you. Good for you. Monks. Yeah. So I looked at a bunch of studies, and there's a short list on what most seem to agree that's causing the problem. Okay. What do you think it is? Why are we so addicted to our phones? Um, it might be a fear of missing out. Yes, um, that's the biggest one. Oh, right. Okay. FOMO. Like, And I would have thought, okay, some people have that, but it seems it's... It's this. It drives compulsive web surfing or watching videos, playing games, check news feeds. Yeah. For example, like, um, I wonder how many people liked my super hilarious comment to Pierce Morgan on Twitter. 
you know, or I wonder what, uh, you know, Boris Johnson did today, right? <laughs> or like, I wonder what the latest chess game. Have you chosen all these examples at random? But just, I'm just wondering. Yes, right, completely, okay, completely, right. completely. But you know, is that, does that, is that FOMO? If you want to know what the latest chess scores are, <laughs> it is a bit, right? You want to be in the know so that you can tweet about it and no one kind of tells you before you, like, you're like, I know, I watched it. I watched it. Now, the other thing is repetitive negative thinking or what they're calling RNT. And right. it's basically all about rumination and worry. Okay, these are to the two forms of repetitive negative thinking. Mm -hmm. So worrying about what's next in the pandemic or the climate wars or the political upheaval you might be going through. And this uncontrollable repetitive thinking um, basically shapes future negative thinking, you know, and thinking that the outcomes are just going to be doom and gloom everywhere. So you're suggesting we just go, la, 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 la. Everything's fluffy. <laughs> Everything's wonderful here in the garden. No, but I would say in the 90s, for example, I might go and watch the news after work, right? 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock news. Right. And then that would be it. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then read the papers in the morning and share a few headlines, but it wouldn't take over our lives very yes, regularly. Very good point. Yeah. The world has changed in that regard, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about dopamines. Basically, addiction to anything depends on brain chemicals, and dopamine is normally the neurotransmitter responsible for this. So every time a notification, for example, comes on your phone, the brain releases a little dopamine shot. And the more this happens, the brain learns to, re to release the dopamine even before the notification appears. Hmm. All this to say, the way we're using the phones is not good for us. And some of the things that it leads to is like reduced attention and productivity. You lose interest in normal, enjoyable activities. You're irritable and uneasy. Like you huff and puff, <sighs> sigh, exasperated a lot, right? Um, depression, relationship stress. I mean, imagine if you're with a partner who's on their phone all the time on the couch. Apparently people play on their phone while they're watching TV. Do you do that? Hmm. Um, I might sometimes read the news. Maybe if if the program isn't if the program isn't very interesting, but you don't turn off the TV and then play on your phone. I personally like podcasts. Yeah, and uh, so you know I'm the same. I'm the same. So I guess I'd we're probably weird. tune into my favourite security podcast and listen to that. Right as you're scrolling the news. Yeah, it disrupts sleep. It makes people anxious. Plus, according to Mental Floss, studies have shown that overuse can have a negative impact on our posture, eyesight, and hearing. So I want us to picture the near future us, okay? The smartphone generation. We're a bunch of sleep-deprived, depressed, anxious, distracted hunchbacks with shitty eyesight and hearing. Troglodytes. <laughs> yes, this is, is going to be the comeuppance that we're working towards. And like, can you imagine what people are going to be reading? The great-grandkids are going to be reading in the history books about the information age. So... But hang on, hang on a moment, hang on a moment. I mean, it's, it, you always get people sort of making these predictions, say, oh, it's the end of civilization as we know it because of this new technology. Did this not also happen when television was invented? Did this not also happen when people invented the, the sort of flip cartoon, you know, we flip over the pages and things move? Did this not also happen with the movies or... Uh, knitting and a hundred million other things which were brought in rock and roll and this is going to be the destruction of all of us and you know we've, we've pretty much managed haven't we 
Okay. Well, you know what? You don't have to do any of these things because your tele- your phone addiction obviously is well under control. I'm not saying it is. I I, I acknowledge it's a problem. I acknowledge it's, it's a problem. It's funny because I was going to give some cute little advice here. And then I wrote here, but of course you will probably resist them all. I wrote in caps. Because that strong, that strong dopamine monster you've been feeding daily for the last five years is stamping his little foot, telling you to ignore what I'm about to say. No, seriously, I want to hear your tips. Okay, so I, let's, let's I'm going to challenge you to do one of these, okay? And I will do one too, okay? All right. Okay. okay, so, and these are not like, you know, you know, get rid of YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Insta. You guys know that, right? I'm just, look, these are looking at gentler approaches. They're from uh, okay. Becca Caddy of Screen Time, How to Make Peace with Your Devices and Find Techlibrium, hence the name of my segment. Techlibrium, I, I object to that word. I don't, I like it. I like mm. it. Yeah, you're just grumpy because of the phone, okay? You're grumpy because of your phone. <laughs> okay, number one, Twitter. Twitter comes back to your story, Graham. Mute topics and people. Huh? Number two, yeah. on WhatsApp, disable read receipts. Yeah, read receipts are a horrible thing. They're a horrible thing. Get rid of yes. them. Give you a bit more freedom I completely from agree, it. yes. If yes. you're on Facebook, neutralize your Facebook newsfeed or just make Facebook a desktop-only experience so you don't sit there just screaming through it. Yep, absolutely. On Instagram. Hide your like count, Graham. Right? So when you say something funny or you post something great, you don't sit there addicted to how many people actually, you know, commented I'm on not, it. I'm, yeah, I'm not addicted to that. Mm-hmm. But, on Twitter? I get it. YouTube, remove related videos so you don't get this constant stream of videos and videos and videos that you didn't Can actually... you do that on YouTube? Yes, apparently you can. You can. Um, TikTok... Okay, now TikTok is proving to be quite a big problem, especially for young kids. So set a time limit on how long you spend on TikTok. I mean, people who are TikTok addicts, go check your phone battery usage on your phone. And it often (laughs) will tell you where you're spending your most time in terms of what apps have you logged the most hours with. It can be extremely shocking. Right. Notifications. Take a hard line and turn off all that you do not need in order to make money or have a business, right? Just go into your phone and check it when you feel like checking your phone. Don't be a slave to it. I think I've been pretty good on that one, actually. I don't have many notifications. And the other trick which I do, maybe you're going to come up to this, is where possible, I have a different noise for different notifications or even different people. So if you text me, Yes, instance, I can't wait to hear what, what I it get. It might go, you know, dun, 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 or, or whatever it might be. Do you know what yours is? <laughs> I'm not saying you're a Muppet. So you can decide to ignore it. You think, mm-hmm. oh, that's them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you don't have to look at it, don't have to pick it up, don't have to do anything. That's my tip. Exactly. Email. Okay, email. Yep. Check emails twice a day. Now, that's the one that I am definitely getting on board with. <laughs> well, I'll be impressed by you checking your email more regularly, Carol. That'd be good. It's, I'm healthier. I'm even more healthy. Um, on LinkedIn, uh, unfollow annoying people, okay? Or do like me, just never go on it. And Messenger, uh, make yourself unavailable. So don't sit there with the, hey, I'm ready for any conversation at any time. On Facebook right. Messenger. How are you supposed to only check your email twice a day if you 
work in an organization is that going to be well i acceptable? think i think a lot of these things are about personal phone use not obviously you're not trying to impact your work related stuff but for example you okay. may have a work related email and you have a, a personal email right so yeah so there you go. I think if you and you know listeners if you just take one of these and go, you know what? Actually, that might be a good idea. You just might get some of your life back. There does seem to be the start of some movement. I read about it in the BBC this week where people are actually just dumping their smartphone in favor for Nokia phones where they can just receive phone calls and send texts and receive texts. Oh, the old-fashioned bricks, yeah. And of course, yeah. play snake. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And apparently what uh, one of them said uh, what led me to do this is I went to the park with my kids. And there was like 20 other parents there with their kids and every single parent was staring at their screen. Yeah, but some kids are pretty ugly, aren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Secure your online payments and grow your business with Brex and 1Password. Growing businesses have enough on their plates, don't they? Well, let 1Password and Brex simplify finances and online security so you can focus on doing what you do best. Brex is the financial operating system that powers tens of thousands of businesses and now that power is accessible through 1Password in the browser. With this new integration, Brex customers can autofill their Brex corporate and vendor card information while checking out anywhere on the web, right from 1Password in the browser, making online payments simple, secure and frictionless. 1Password's integration with Brex is available right now to 1Password teams and business customers based in the United States. To find out more about 1Password and Brex, check out smashingsecurity.com slash Brex. That's B-R-E-X, smashingsecurity.com slash Brex. We are also sponsored by Uptix. Uptix is a cloud-native security analytics platform built to protect the modern attack surface. Uptix zeroes in on blind spots that are preventing you from identifying and responding to existing threats and vulnerabilities in your ecosystem. Plus, Uptix normalizes telemetry across macOS, Linux, Windows, and containers, records system activity for historical investigation even when no alert has fired, and enables you to build complex custom detections. In short, Uptix provides observability across both cloud workloads and endpoints in a single centralized platform. Visit smashingsecurity.com forward slash uptix. That's U-P-T-Y-C-S to learn more about its cloud-native security analytics platform. And thanks to Uptix for sponsoring the show. Most companies discover they've been breached way too late. Well, Thinkst Canary fixes this. Just three minutes of setup, no ongoing overhead, nearly zero false positives, and you can detect attackers long before they dig in. Simply go to canary.tools to find out why its physical, VM and cloud-based canaries are deployed and loved on all seven continents. And what's more, listeners who mail in referencing Smashing Security get a 10% discount on their order. Can't say fairer than that. So go and check it out now, canary.tools. And welcome back. And you join us at our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses saying the like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. 
whatever they wish. It doesn't have to be security related necessarily. Better not be. Well, my pick of the week this week is not security related. My pick of the week, I'm going to take you back to the year 1987, a truly momentous year, memorable year. Do you remember 1987, Crow? Yes. I think Billy Idol put out his album then. It was a good year for music. <laughs> the Bangles were walking like an Egyptian. There you go. Roseanne, The Cosby Show, A Different World. They were the top TV shows. Um, I dated a guy who uh, used to be a drummer in a band, and they did a cover of Walk Like an Egyptian, but they changed the last word to erection. <laughs> yeah. How would that walk? Yeah. Well, you tell me. I don't know. Rather than... <laughs> Sorry, I was pivoting. I was pivoting. Rather than feet, would it, would it have two large beach balls <laughs> at the bottom rolling along? Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, cool Ranch Doritos, they were a big deal. And I still love those. You still love those? 1987, yeah. they were very hot then. Um, yeah. Or cool. And in 1987, junior members of the British royal family thought it would be a wonderful idea to raise some money for charity by holding It's a Celebrity Knockout at Alton Towers Theme Park. Do you, Carol, know what It's a Knockout is? Mm, no. That's because you're North American. But if mm -hmm. you were European... You might mm -hmm. know it as Je Sans Frontières. Okay. Games Without Borders. Je, je Sans Frontières. As okay. I said. Mm -hmm. Which was a concept originally dreamt up by Charles de Gaulle. No relation oh. to Asterix. <laughs> okay. And it was designed to um. foster good relations between the French and German youth and then spread throughout Europe. And what this was, what it became at least, was a huge TV show. where there would be competing teams doing silly things, normally outside, involving buckets of water and great big costumes and outfits, and you'd, they'd fall in the drink or they'd get covered in foam, and you'd sort of compete against each other. And There is a TV show right now on like that, isn't there? Where they have to go through like a kind of maze of events, waters and slides and oh, big hammers. Th and there's, there's, there's a, is it called Instant Wipeout or something like that? A wipeout, oh, yeah, yes. Wipeout, yes. something like that. It's a yeah, bit similar. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. it's, so there's physical activity and you're sort of running back and forth. And I used to love this as a kid, um, watching Eddie Waring and Stuart Hall. Less said about him, the better. Um, but um, in 1987, Prince Edward, mm -hmm. he brought together Princess Anne, Fergie, and His Royal Highness, as he was then, Prince Andrew. And <sighs> they decided for charity mm -hmm. to do a royal knockout, oh. the Grand Knockout Tournament. And this was shown on TV. It took about an hour and a half, where they brought dozens of celebrities together to play these games. Oh, it wasn't like the Queen was out there bashing someone on the no. head. No, well, the Queen, <laughs> the Queen didn't show up, and word at the time was that the Queen did not approve, and Charles apparently prevented Diana from participating. It will not do. Yes, yeah. because it was considered unseemly and a bit silly. Yeah, and to be honest, it was rather cringy. Oh, can we see it? Well, yes, because oh. what I've done, <laughs> the way I amused myself the other day when I had the flu was I, I sat down and I watched on YouTube. Yeah, gave it's, into your addiction. Gave into your, it's yeah. a Royal Knockout 1987. There are top stars like Jeff Capes, without his budgery regards, Sheena Easton, Meatloaf, Carole. Meatloaf, R.I.P. Christopher yeah. Reeve, before the accident, Emlyn Hughes, Toya Wilcox. And this, Toya Wilcox. Oh, yeah, loads of, all the big names were there. 
And it, it turned into a complete PR disaster because it was rubbish television. But also, as I recall, Prince Edward sort of goofed up the press conference afterwards. Maybe I'll put in a, a link to a video where you can find out what happened at the press conference. The press turned on him um, as, a, as a result. But I kind of like old television. And I found it rather nostalgic to watch this with my fingers over my eyes thinking, oh, my God, this is awful. I worry about you. Do you? Yes. Why? Because how does this benefit you in any way? It was just, look, it's better than just watching Lucky Ladders on ITV or Homes Under the Hammer. How is it? Well, because. <laughs> because what? Because it's different. I am adding to the richness of my experience so that if I ever go to a dinner party again, I can regale people of stories of the grand knockout tournament of 1987 and Emily you know, Hughes' performance. The day you go to a dinner party and rather than regale people, ask them questions is the day that I will, you know. Anyway, it's a Royal Knockout 1987. I think it's a fascinating moment in the uh, destruction of the royal family and their public image. And I don't know if it ever got repeated or not, but you may want to watch it. And that is my pick of the week. Okay. I don't know if I'll go watch that. All right. I don't know. Right. Your choice. Know. Your choice. Yeah, my choice. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll just wait to be uh, asked. See, ask a question. So, Crow, what's your pick of the week? <laughs> so, so this weekend, doing laundry, right? And I was listening to a podcast, as one does, right? I was listening mm -hmm. to a daily from the New York Times. And on Sunday, they oh, yeah. have like a long read which was really great. And I recommend it was all about disgust. Like, where does it come from? How does it present itself? How do we react to it? Anyway, really interesting. But that's not my pick of the week because whilst I was listening to this article, it got me thinking about this Netflix show I've been watching. Oh, yeah. With my Wookiee. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been, and it's, it's so disgusting. But I'm addicted. Oh. It's called Brand New Cherry Flavor. You read about it? Is it disgusting in a good way or disgusting yeah. disgusting? Yeah. Right. But like, holy poop, man, right? I haven't heard of it. What's, what's, what's the premise? What's it about? Variety said it best when it said uh, Netflix brand new cherry flavor makes for a trippy, disgusting descent into hell. And the story is this, okay? <laughs> it's like the 90s. Young film producer Lisa Nova right? Creates a short horror film that makes it all the way to the top. It's like nothing anybody has seen before. And it kind of made me think of the whole Blair Witch thing when Blair Witch right. came Right. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Yeah, very, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, mm. her short film is bought by a producer with the promise that she will be directing the feature film. But the producer starts reneging on his offer very early and then even decides to literally like strong arm her, which unleashes this Costco-sized can of unpredictable hell that starts to ensue from there. It is just wacky, fresh, gross, <laughs> scary. Gross? Do you mean like, you mean like guts and disgusting sort of body horror? Or well, what? there is disgusting stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit. There's, I think, there's a penchant to the whole the B horrors that we had back then. You know, like Bad Taste and all those kind of films uh, that happened. Yeah. Would you let a seven-year-old child watch um, brand new cherry no, flavor? No, I would not. A 12-year-old? Nope. 15? Nope. I wouldn't even say yes to 25. 
Right. I'm not okay, sure so I should it's... have watched it. Okay, this is so on the point of I was actually surprised that some of the scenes are actually in this. It's that kind of, it's almost like it's as disturbing as you can get. Is there nudity in it? Yep. Is there nudity of hot people in it? Yep. And okay. not so hot people. Oh, <laughs> uh, you see? So but basically, right. the, our film producer is so determined to get what's hers right and get back at this guy that she basically gets puts a hex on him. Oh. And that's all I'm going to say. But all I, well, no, I want to say one more thing. I will never look at tiny baby white kittens again, ever, in my whole life, the same way again. Oh. So, and the soundscaping. Like, I'm still, I still have the noises that they use inside it to try and, you know, when something horrible happens. Well, I can still what hear was it. the pleasure in watching this? Where, where was I'll the tell enjoyment? You, I'll tell you. You know how people sit there, like all you phone addicts that they're just going, oh, Reddit or, you know, Facebook, Twitter, duh, duh, duh. you know, and there's no joy. There's nothing. It's just, ugh, right? This, I felt alive watching this. I was like curled up in a ball. It's like being on a super scary roller coaster. It is, you don't know where you're going to go and you don't know how you're going to feel. So if it sounds like your thing, you need to get a little boost of alive and gross. <laughs> Check out brand new cherry flavor on Netflix. There you go. That's my pick of the week. Brand new cherry flavor. It sounds quite a lot like it's a royal knockout, to be honest. It's similar levels of horror. Well, Carol, that just about wraps it up for this week. Next week, shall we have a guest? Please. Let's I've got have one a in mind. On. I've got one in mind. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity, no G. Twitter wouldn't last to have a G. And we're also on Reddit. Go and check out the Smash Insecurity subreddit. And make sure you never miss another episode of our show. Follow Smash Insecurity in your favourite podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And huge shout out to this episode's sponsors, 1Password, Thinks, and Upticks, and to our wonderful Patreon community. It's thanks to all of these people that this show is free. For episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest lists, and the entire back catalog of more than 258 episodes, check out smashingsecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Graham, you did remarkably well for someone who felt under the weather during the show. I don't even think we brought it up. No, we di didn't get mentioned. There were no, no coughing, no sneezing from me, no rushing off to get a glass of water. Yep, there was no interruptions at all. I think you did no. remarkably well. And I'm <laughs> looking forward much. to editing this in uh, right now. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll hit stop. Me too. <laughs>